Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast, where we are continuing our ACC previews here. We're going up north, KG. We're going to Syracuse to talk to the Orange and Dino Babers. Really excited to have him on and thankful for his time. Man, he jumped into every asset of his team, just really diving into all the great details. It was a ton of fun. Guys, if you've missed out any of the episodes, we're going three days a week. Check it out on YouTube. Check it out on Apple Podcasts. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're here rolling. What's up, YouTube? Great to see you guys. But let's not delay anymore. Let's get to our interview with Coach Dino Babers. Here we go. Coach Babers, welcome into the podcast. Really appreciate you joining us today. I just got to ask, before things get ramped up, are, are there any vacations on the radar? Is there anything planned out? Because it's about to be a full speed sprint. No, there's there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. For Father's Day, I had uh, all the all the daughters came back with their husbands, and we got to see uh, the two grandsons that popped up in 2022. So that was come on. Good. But uh, no, Father's Day was the last time for family, and then they all rolled out, and they're not going to come back until first game. So uh, <laughs> they know it's time to go to work. I like how you said the two grandsons that popped up. Like, oh, where did these guys come from? They're here now. <laughs> um, will you tell us that's we weren't recording yet, but this is so I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners that also come from military families. So coach had a hat on when he sat down and Mac was like, coach, you can leave your hat on. And he said, oh, no, no, my father would not allow that. So tell us about that, guys, because or Dean or coach, we'll start with you, because why can't you wear a hat inside? What's up with that? Not proper. <laughs> we coach we actually don't know we don't know why we can't we just were told we were just told our entire lives take that hat off right now <laughs> and don't even think about the dinner table that that hey, room oh, talking to that's, that's when you're like why is the back of my neck stinging <laughs> i was gonna ask you would there, would there be physical presence with Verbal lash, of course. I just remember, you know, being kind of a teenager and, you know, kind of testing the waters and wearing the hat. And, of course, my dad, uh, the colonel, as we like to call him now, uh, boy, if you don't take that hat off right now. And it's just like, it's game over. It's game over, coach. You know, everyone talks about, you know, and don't get me wrong, every family's different. I'm not making fun of it. But when they say, hey, you know, we got a lot of verbal abuse. I'm like, verbal abuse? <laughs> It was just slap, slap. <laughs> Golly. But look oh. how good you guys turned out. See, that's, that's all true. that matters. I, hey, I would not change it. I wouldn't change it at all. Not, not, not for the world. Not for the world. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Coach, let's jump into the to this team here, this 22 team, because I, I think you're going to be very pleased where we want to start here, and that's your star running back uh, in Sean Tucker. The, the dude – it's just a freak, and I've really enjoyed covering him. I'm sure you've enjoyed coaching him. He's got it all. He's got size. He has speed, balance, the the vision. Uh, he's just the total package. Yeah, Sean doesn't talk. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we know that we, we interviewed we him, had him and on. Uh, you know it brought out all the skills that I've learned over time. <laughs> so watch this. He's he's been he's two year starter going on his third year, and I think. He said, hi, coach, the other day, really low, 
under his voice. And it might have been the longest sentence he's ever said to me. And we actually like each other. So, <laughs> but uh, all, all those other things you said, uh, he's really good. He's really good. I've had a, a first round draft pick tailback when I was the offense coordinator at University of Arizona, Tron candidate and went to the St. Louis Rams. And uh, this kid is good. He's, you, you, you need to, as they say out uh, in social media, you need to recognize that he's good. And the really spooky thing is, is watching him practice this spring. And, and this, you know, guys will say things about players and, 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 and try to help their brand and all that other kind of stuff. Okay? I'm a military kid. Okay? So I'll be nice, but I'm not going to go over the deep end on anything. I'm just, I really believe he's better. Hmm. <laughs> There you go. In what, in what way? Like just understanding the game, knowing how to run. Like what? What did you see? I guess from that. I think he. I think he understands the game. He knows how to run. I think he physically changed his body more. I think he's stronger. I think he's quicker, and I think he's faster. I'm wow. just. I'm just hey, good luck, everybody life. else. Good luck. <laughs> good luck telling that guy. <laughs> I might be wrong. We'll see. But. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. You mentioned that he doesn't speak, which I honestly, I respect because he's all about his business. I mean, it's, it's a one track focus. Is that something though at the running back position? And this is for me coming from a basketball background. Does that matter? Like, do you want him to be more vocal or? Well, I mean, that's not, watch this. Sean doesn't speak to Sean doesn't speak to people of authority. Right. Don't get me. He's right. not bashful. He's right, not. Right, right. You know, he he listens. You know, he listens and he takes instructions. We were uh, we were playing a game last year, a game we won. We we're at home, and it's it's we're about to leave on the team bus. And I'm going down to speak to the team before we get on the team bus to play at home. The elevators come. The ele- elevators coming down the shaft, and I hear this voice laughing. Now I'm a I'm a watcher. I'm a that's what I do. I'm I'm paid to watch and analyze and and know. And I'm listening, going, I'm, I've never heard that voice. I've never heard that laugh before. I've never heard that laugh before. And so the elevator opens up on my floor, and there's three guys in the elevator. Two that I've heard laugh before, and Sean Tucker. <laughs> and I'm going, Sean, was that you laughing? Yes, coach. oh that's amazing i'm not done yet i said i've never heard you laugh before i said so that's how you laugh yes coach (laughs) (laughs) i said okay let's go let's go to me he no watch the guy is awesome he just he locks into his teammates his teammates Mm -hmm. get to see him Coaches, you may not get to see him. Media, you may not get to see him. And but that's that's his deal. And as long as he does what he does on the football field and treats people and young people, he really kids mm-hmm. love him because they're the same height as him. No, I'm just messing with you. Kids love him, and uh, you know the way he treats young people. I mean, I, I just love the heck out of him. That's awesome. We, we love those stories and just a little insight on a, a little more about Sean Tucker behind the helmet. And it's it's crazy to think we talk all about Sean Tucker and the fact that he didn't lead the team in rushing touchdowns last year because of Garrett Schrader. 
and what he was doing. The bulldozer at the quarterback position. So tell us more about Garrett, how his offseason has been, and what more you want to see from him. Getting healthy, throwing the ball much cleaner than what he what he has before. Uh, you know, Coach Beck and Coach Nice had a major uh, impact on the, what's going on there. Coach Johnson having not only his wide receiver background and wide receiver, but also being a guy that's coached quarterbacks before and just being able to tie in the receivers and the quarterbacks and the running backs to that throwing game to really try to take the load off the, the run game with uh, Sean Tucker and, uh, and you know, obviously with Garrett being able to pull the ball as well. So, you know, it's, it's good that uh, Garrett's pulled some of those balls and scored some touchdowns. Maybe they'll put a, put a guy on him so he can't do that so that we can hand the ball to Sean Tucker. How do those uh, how do those conversations go? As, as I know, Sean doesn't talk. Is there ever any time where he's like, "Hey, man, like, give me the freaking ball. Stop pulling it." <laughs> you know what? It, he he doesn't do that because I'm up and I'm on the headsets going, "Hey, man, give him the ball." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that, man. I love like feed the beast, feed the beast. Yeah, but hey. hey Production doesn't lie. Numbers don't lie. And, and Garrett, he, he gets it done, man. He's, he's dynamic. That back that backfield is uh, it's going to be really fun to watch. Excited to see it take another step, as, as you kind of alluded here, Coach. Uh, let's move to the defensive side of the ball because I think you guys are going to surprise some people. I think you guys are really good defensively. I think you have all the pieces. I think you have pieces that are grown up and really excited and, and ready to take another step. Listen, when you when you guys implemented that three three five a couple of years ago, it was during COVID. You couldn't probably teach it the way you wanted to, but it was still pretty difficult. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You couldn't do any, and you're putting in a new defense. It's hard to target in the run game. It's hard to pick up in the blitz game. I think it's going to be very fun to watch this year. It's uh, it's an exciting defense. Coach White does a fantastic job with it, and like you said, the kids have. They start to grown up. They've grown up in it, and now they're not. They don't think now. They're just reacting, and and they can see what. Okay, if they're doing this, coach is about to call this, and great, coach called that, and here we go. So it's it's that nihisab, the art of knowing without knowing. They are they are really clued in. The linebackers are they're just they're real guys. You know, they're not fake guys. They're real guys. And uh, we've got a lot, a lot of experience added into the back end and the secondary. And, you know, the D-line is young. There's no doubt about it. They're young. And we need some of those guys to grow up and step up. But it'll be interesting to see how that entire defense progresses uh, throughout the season. One of those real guys is uh, Mikel Jones, who is an absolute baller and should be first team all ACC preseason, all that. Tell us more about him off the field, and, and what do you expect from him this year? I think the, the sky's the limit. Mikhail is a leader. He's a big-time leader, and he's a big-time player, and he's one of those guys that in his leadership, you know, he's, he's still – he's got one foot in the, in, in the light and one foot in the dark, and what I mean by that is – he, you know, some, some so he's guys, balanced. He's balanced. He's, he's perfectly. No, he's balanced in that he can talk to everybody. You know, you got some guys that go to church every morning, and he can talk to those guys. And then you got some guys that you know, is that a church? And he can talk to those guys. <laughs> and uh, he finds a way. He finds a way to be able to bring all those guys together. And wow. he has a language that can communicate to everybody. And there's no doubt about it that he is. 
he's well, I'll tell you what, he's one of the we're gonna have six team captains. He's already been chosen. Wow. So Mikhail's one of the team captains, Matthew Bergeron, uh, our offensive line is one of the uh, linemen is one of the team captains right now. And then Andre Smith, uh, our field goal kicker, is one of the captains. And then there's three more captains that will be picked before the first game. So we'll have six guys going out there with a C on their jersey for the very first time, as far as I know, right. uh, in the history of Syracuse football. And uh, whoever those other three captains will be, it'll be well-deserved and team-picked, not me-picked, team-picked. Wow. But uh, Mikhail was a landslide winner. I mean, it yeah. wasn't even close. <laughs> So a little sidebar here, since you brought that up, what, what I guess, uh, caused you guys or, or made that decision to, to do permanent captains for the first time ever? You know, there's so many, uh, with the COVID years tied in, we're in, we're in the, I want to say the third year of COVID. And what I mean by that is, you know, fifth year guys, sixth year guys, guys that have been on the team a long period, longer than normal. Mm-hmm. And still dealing with young people who are not going to get those COVID years based off of them being in high school when the COVID rule was passed. And just wanted to make sure that the kids knew who to look up to. And there's some guys that have been here a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, they know the system. They know the school. And they know me. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, to to give the team a chance to vote. And for them to have those guys identified where, you know what, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do here, but he's a team captain. I can go talk to him. We had done it traditionally. We had done it another way where, you know, we alternated captains in the beginning and we get captains halfway through. So everybody gets an opportunity to experience it. But uh, in the real world, everybody's not the same. We treat everybody the same. Everybody has the same constitutional rights. Sure. But uh, some people are different than others. And I'm not talking about race, creed or economic background. Just some people are like to lead and some people like to follow. So to be able to identify those guys to where they can help the lower part uh, underbelly of the football team grow up a little bit, I thought that was really important. So so is this like a one and done thing? Is that just this year? And then when COVID, you know, guys move on, you, you go back to normal? Or is this something that, man, I, I see the real benefit of, of having these guys identified from Jump Street? No, I think it's going to be something that's going to go on a long, long time. Hopefully as long as Coach Beheim's done it. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few things that last that long, Coach. There are very few things. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very cool. All right, let's get back to the defense because I think you've got one of the best duos in the country at defensive back, and Garrett Williams and Chestnut there. You talk about that young defensive line, but having – skilled players like that in the back that can, you know, give them a little bit more time. A, a quarterback looks out there and sees nothing open. That really lets those guys hunt. What does does Williams and Chestnut do for you defensively? It, they're everything, okay? And it, and watch, it's not just them. Others like them. If you're going to come and play in this defense, you, you're you going to be on an island, okay? I was born in the islands, and guess what? You're going to be That's on That's right. Let's go. <laughs> And uh, and if you and if you can't handle that, don't come. Do not come here, because most of the time you, it's it's that cat protect. I mean that cat coverage. You know, yeah. you got that cat. I got that cat. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. And uh, and, it, and it's football to me. It's it's football the way it should be played. It's difficult and it can be expensive sometimes on the scoreboard if you don't have those guys that can cover up or you get a really special wideout. That's that's the difference maker. But, you know, that's what we like to do. And we want to be aggressive on offense, aggressive on defense and aggressive in our kicking game. 
Cat coverage. Gosh, Coach, you're, you're full of so many, so many great uh, lines here. You bring up Coach Beheim, and I'm sure you've been asked this before. I, I don't think I've heard an answer about it, but um, have you guys been able to spend some time together? I know, as you said, he's been there since Syracuse was founded back in the 1800s. But uh, what, what have you learned from Coach Beheim just spending some time around him? So, first of all, you like dogs? Of course. Okay. Yeah, we love dogs. <laughs> okay, so I'm, you know, some people like cats. I like dogs. Okay, <laughs> Coach Beheim is that mature dog that's been in the house forever, mm. not going anywhere because he knows what the people like and the people. That's he's that that stable dog in the house, and then all of a sudden they bring this new puppy in that you know. Grabbing the dog by the ear yeah. and hey, I'm gonna go do this and I'm spill the food over and knock the water over in the kitchen and the old dog's looking at him like, come in, man. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Beheim has been awesome for me. And I'm I'm just one of those guys where I'm gonna, hey, can I come over and talk to you about something? You know, and he he's hospitable and I'll go over there and I'll ask for a little and he'll give me a, a lot. And uh, knowledge is power. Yeah. And he has a lot of power because he has a lot of knowledge. And uh, he's been awesome for me. And uh, and hopefully he'll be there for a long time because uh, no, there's no, there's nobody. Uh, his descriptions of, of what needs to be done and what needs not to be done are short, <laughs> brief, and clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to do it. That's the only way to do it. Gosh, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Coach, but before we get out of here, I want to I want to touch back on something you said very early and, and you know, bringing up Coach and I and, and bringing him in and, and a guy that, man, he, he's just an, a genius. And he's not afraid to a thing that I, I think I value so much to put his weapons in unique situations and, and try to get the best matchup. What do you expect him to bring you know, to this offense going into 22? Well, first of all, it'll be different. You know, we've, uh, I've been, the offense that we were in, we had been in it for a long time, since 2012. It's brought, it's got us to where we were. And uh, it's time to do something different. Everybody out there wants to know, hey, is it going to be completely him? Is there going to be a mixture? Well, we're not going to say yet. But uh, it's really cool to have somebody on the staff older than you. This is the first time I've ever had anybody older than me. And it's like, you know, you start talking about space ghosts and, and Simba the white lion, and, you know, he knows what you're talking about, okay? <laughs> I love that. I love it. <laughs> so we can, we can go into some certain analogies, and the rest of the staff is like, what? You know, got to get in the history books. Siri, who is Space Ghost? You know, so, but he, to have someone that can, we look at things the same way. There's some things that we might have to discuss, and then there's some other things that there's no discussion needed. You know, marching orders have been sent get the troops out there and let's go. And uh, I like it. We're moving extremely quickly and we're being extremely efficient. That's awesome, man. This was a lot of fun coach. Thank you for your time. We're super excited. See that orange hit the field in 22. Uh, Appreciate you very much. Now you guys are sitting there going right now, who in the heck is space? I'm I'm going to ask Siri as soon as we're done. (laughs) No clue. Space. One of the greatest cartoons ever. And I think it was white when it went from black and white to color. 
but you actually okay. got to All see right. the cat doing people in color. Wow. It was awesome. <laughs> TV used to be black and white. Wait, what is oh, it? What? Yeah. what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Watch this. Black and white, not on your watch. Wait, not <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you the TV story. Everybody over a certain age will love this. Here's, a, here's the thing about TV back in the day. You had three channels. Mm-hmm. You had ABC, CBS, and NBC. You had two other channels. They called them UHF or VHF. I can't remember which one it was where you had to spin the dial. And it was like channel 39 or channel 58 where you would get some different type of movies, which we would watch. Sure. But but the killer is this. Let's say that you were watching something that was a really good show. You had these antennas on the <laughs> TV. And the antennas on the TV really weren't good in tennis they really didn't bring the picture in clear mm-hmm. but everybody found out this economically racially everybody found out across the board that if one of the kids go up there and wrap their hands around the antenna <laughs> that with your body the picture became very clear <laughs> so it's like you're watching batman and robin you're watching all these shows you we had to we had an order of how every 15 minutes one person had to go up there and hold the antenna. Wow. So now watch this. It it wasn't it wasn't bad if you had the first 15 minutes. Right. Because you got the last 15 minutes. Right. But if you got to watch the first 15 minutes and then it's starting to get good and now it's you over. gotta hold the antenna and you can't look over and because then you can't nobody else can see. Get back. And you gotta just watch everybody else's eyes and listen to the last 15 minutes of the radio. <laughs> That wasn't fun. So I know I might have went over a little bit on your time. No, 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 no. Tough times, Coach. Sitting out there going, that's what we did. did." (laughs) You're the best, man. Thank you so much. We we appreciate you. You guys have a good one. I was very pleased with your performance in that intro. And I was also very pleased with Dino Baber's performance because he's been pleased with Sean Tucker's performance. <laughs> now, Sean Tucker, I loved what Dino was saying about him. First of all, he's better. He's better than last year. Which is hard Second to imagine, all, by the way. Very hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. Free. Second of all, Dino goes, dude doesn't talk. <laughs> Just doesn't talk. He's all business, Mac. And when it comes to this offense with Syracuse, this is a team that went 5-7 and seven last year. We're so close to a bowl game. The big question for me this year is can they get to a bowl game? I think that's the big storyline with Syracuse. And the way they're going to do that is with Sean Tucker. That he is, is that dude. That is 1,500 yards right. last year, 12 touchdowns. Mac, how can he be better? How is that possible? I don't know. Is he faster? Is he stronger? Is he taller? Coach is making fun of how short he is. What's up with that? Um, did he grow? Yeah, did he grow? Um, man, he's a great player. He's one of the best backs in, in the entire country. And I think this would be a really nice kind of cherry on top. I'm not saying he's leaving early, but – you know, a lot of guys do after they have these su- successful seasons in a row here. Um, man, I'm excited to see it and excited to see what, you know, this offense is going to look like under Coach Robert and I. I mean, he is so creative and really just finds ways to put his best playmakers and best weapons in position to be successful. And, and if that's Sean Tucker lining up in the slot and taking a jet sweep, I don't know. Uh, but I, I can't wait to see it. I, I think surely, you know, Garrett Schrader continues to develop as a passer is instrumental. I mean, he has to be a threat with his arm. He, he's a fantastic runner. Sean, obviously, a fantastic runner. But getting those chunks of yard 
through the air and just keeping a defense on its toes. I mean, imagine a Clemson, imagine a Pittsburgh, imagine, you know, a Miami, these great defense, NC State, my goodness, these great defenses that if they can just lock in on one thing, look out, KG. So you have to become two-dimensional and, and really get it going. And, and that'll be what's what's ultimately what I think defines the success of this team this year. And I think that will be what gets them to a bowl game or not. Can they be exactly. a little more consistent <laughs> passing the ball? Last year, they were 121st nationally in passing yards per game, under 160 passing yards per game. You knew they were going <laughs> to run it most of the time. Right. Now, you didn't know if it was Sean Tucker or Garrett Schrader, so that was a positive. Mm-hmm. But that passing offense has to be better. And to me, that's why Robert and I was hired, why they brought in C.J. Hayes, the transfer from Michigan State, who Dino Babers is excited about. But a lot of this comes down to Schrader. I think in many ways, Sean Tucker can only do so much. Right. Schrader touches the ball every play. He's got to be better. <laughs> I don't know. We could do some wildcat and put Sean at Well, court. yeah, that's true. <laughs> put, that's put, uh, put Garrett Schrader out wide at wide receiver like we've seen a couple of times Virginia do last yeah, might year. might as well. It'll be interesting, KG. But I, I'll tell you, outside of Sean Tucker, because, again, one of the best players in the conference, one of the best players in the country, I, I'm really jacked up for this Syracuse defense. I think it has mm-hmm. a real shot to be one of the more underrated least spoken about. I mean, I might be the only one beating this drum right now unless you're you're wearing orange and navy. Um, you know, that, that just thinks they can take a, a big step and be really good. And it starts with Mikel Jones. I mean, he he is an absolute freak. He's a guy that is speedy quick. I mean, I, I rated him as a safety last year because he's so fast and I, there was just so much depth at linebacker, but he is clearly one of the top linebackers in the ACC. Marlo Wax is a guy that will absolutely get after the quarterback and then Big Thompson at linebacker there. So you're looking at three guys that really can can just set the tone for your defense and, and obviously led by Mikel. So it's going to be interesting because Syracuse is going to have bodies all over the place. They're going to try to confuse you. They're going to try to not get you to target them. And then they're going to come from the other way. Once you think it's loaded up on one side – and then when I look at the secondary, KG, and I look at Garrett Williams and, and Deuce Chestnut, two of the best cornerback, maybe the best cornerback duo in the country, and they'll prove that this year. I mean, look out. That's going to help that young, inexperienced defensive line. That's going to help them put pressure on the quarterback because nobody's open, and he's either going to have to scramble, extend the play, or make a bad decision. And hopefully that'll help those young guys, that stud linebacking core, really get after it. The, the linebacking core is so good. Mikel Jones is, is so good. The big question is going to be the front of that 3-3-5. And, and we know that the heart and soul, you know, most coaches say it starts up front. <laughs> I think the heart and soul of Syracuse's defense is the back eight. Yes. You, you just need enough. You just need somebody breathing and can hold a yeah. point up front. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It can be right there at the point of attack. So I don't think you need superstars to emerge there because you already have so many. Correct. But you do need solid play. I agree. In that front. I totally agree. Mac, let's talk about the schedule before we get out of here. Four and a half. Four and a half is the number for Cuse. They won five last year. You're going up. You're going going up on that. Here are, and for Syracuse, I flipped it. I've got the guaranteed losses so that we can kind of go from there. Well, it's different when you're, look, that's a, that's a compliment, okay? We're, we would go from winnable games to guaranteed losses because there's more <laughs> guaranteed wins. The losses I see on the schedule, this is really good, Mac. I only see four. I think NC State at home, at Clemson, Notre Dame at home, at Pitt. Most likely you lose those four. So that means I see eight winnable games. Yeah, that's impressive. That's good news, how, Mac. How much would you bet and what game would you bet on them to win of those four? Did they win any of them? 
I think NC State at home is winnable because of how good this defense is. Both defenses and are good. It'll just be a slugfest, just a slugfest, yeah. run the ball. Who and playing can in that it? dome is tough, Matt. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's the first. They have these four games, State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, in a row, which is very difficult. And NC State's the first one. So I think that's the best chance of an upset. For I, I, I like sport. it. I like it. I hear you. NC State fans, plug ears. Don't listen to KG. She's she's telling you you're losing this year. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. But Matt, I'm joking. to me, the over – I'm taking this over. is like a guarantee to yeah. me. This isn't even a question. Easy. I think it's over easy. And Absolutely. Now. And maybe we said that last year and we lost show money, but you know, send the invoice to KG and she'll pay it. But I'm going over. I absolutely am. I think that this team is going to be a lot better than people think. And I think it certainly is going to come down to quarter. It always does. It always comes down to quarterback play. When you when you're talking college ball, NFL, what can those guys do? But this team feels really well-rounded to me. And, and especially special teams, if we can get our guy Andre back and, and get him his confidence back to what it was, look out. These guys can make some noise and really be a thorn in, in some of these great teams, especially those four you just mentioned, some of their side there. Mac, over four and a half. Here are the wins. They win at UConn, beat Purdue at home. That's a tough – that's going to be a huge Wagner. game. Purdue's a huge game. It is. Game. It is. Beat Wagner. Uh, you got to win – at BC, tough, and you got to beat either you got to win at Wake, Louisville, Virginia. It, it's this is very it's doable. doable. It's, it's very doable. doable. Not not as easy as a schedule as we think, but certainly I, I think they can make it happen. So it's gonna be fun. We'll see, KG. But it, it's crazy to think we're we're right here at uh, our third episode. We're rolling through these things. It's super exciting. Big shout out to TC Tyler Caddy there. Uh, and Coach Babers for getting this done. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, and, of course, our great producer, Richmond Weaver, all the work that he does for us, making us sound great and look even better. That's tough to do for me. KG, it's easy. Uh, but, guys, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Another great episode. Gramlick and Mac Lane. Go get Sirius XM. We can listen to you. Or you can listen to us. I'm just stumbling on my words. I'm rambling here. Uh, call call them. I told you call that last them, episode. Give them a call. Uh, you can hear it in your Give car. Hear it on your app. My dad does that. But you also need to go to YouTube. You also need to go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, subscribe, like, follow. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.